0: Get ready to listen, learn, and earn CE hours. This podcast features content from an accredited CE activity provided by Calibri Healthcare. Visit EliteLearning.com podcasts for accreditation and disclosure statements and instructions on how you may be able to earn CE credits.
1: We are so glad that you could join us for episode two of our series, uh, Music in Health and Healing. In episode one, we spent time understanding what music is and how it affects every part of the brain. We also discussed a meta-analysis study where the researchers found that 20 to 30 minutes was the golden amount of time needed to listen to music to help with pain. In this final episode of the series, we're going to focus on how music was used in other cultures, the effect that music has
0: on mental health conditions, and even its influence on empathy. And it can, if it can decrease the amount of pain or anxiety, think about all the medic- pharmacology we could save oh. our patients from needing. Yeah.
1: I've already heard of it being used for these mental health conditions uh, such as depression and anxiety
0: before, but can you mm-hmm. elaborate? So we, as I said, we've talked about depression and anxiety. There's actually been um, studies that have demonstrated in using it with patients with schizophrenia oh really now when we Hmm. think about schizophrenia we we're thinking on the much more severe end of the mental illness continuum but it has been shown to decrease um the symptoms of the affective flattening poor social interaction and the general lack of interest so it exhibits strong, pleasant feelings, overall improvement of quality health. Um, I mean, it's not going to decrease the need for psychopharmacology, sure. however, if we can decrease the amount of drug of actual drug we have to give and or supplement it with you know music therapy, that would be great. oh, yeah, absolutely. Is it is uh, it practiced,
1: or is, I mean, is it a common practice to use it on psych units? Is that happening
0: that you're aware of? Um, not that I'm aware of, and not that I can really find in the literature. Okay, gotcha. And again, I guess because uh, it's subjective,
1: it would have to be a headphones thing anyway. Um, yes. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Yes, yes. But we also, we haven't talked about situational depression. We've talked about overall oh, depression right let's but um they have found in adults after surgery that you know um, after major surgery that when those patients um, select some music it does improve their depressive scores and this is both those going into surgery without any depression and those going into surgery with Um, major depressive, a major depressive disorder. Wow. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) Very interesting. (laughs) Now, um, can it be
1: used with people who have traumatic head injury?
0: Yes. Yes. And the literature is really growing on that. Um, There is now um, music-based rehab for patients after traumatic brain injury. And it uses a couple of things. It uses both music as a way to calm the, the patient and um, also to increase executive function, um, increase neuroplasticity as we talked about before, and also helps with emotional regulation. So those are just some things that listening to music can do when you incorporate some very simple musical techniques such as playing a hand drum um or shaking you know a musical instrument um, or beginning to play a recorder that actually um, improves the feeling of accomplishments and also stimulates portions of the brain to start working together and making new connections so that as the person is going through rehab that the person can do more and more because you're the neuroplasticity you're actually making more and improved connections that are um going over what has been damaged wow um and also you know just that sense of regaining some function in life. Sure. Um, Also singing um, with our traumatic brain injury patients can help with speech. Wow. um, Acquisition. There's that again. So if the speech centers are damaged, um, it can help with that. And there's also some evidence that shows it even helps with white matter, um, increasing white matter, not just gray matter of the brain. So increasing the structural um, components of the brain. um, Going back to speech and singing, I think that some of the most famous videos of this is um, when the former House of Representatives, Gabby Giffords, was shot in the head. There were multiple videos when she got to rehab of the speech therapist using singing, to help her regain her speech back Uh,
1: and there's
0: a lot of data demonstrating music-based rehabilitation is really important with the patients with traumatic brain injury of all sorts whether it's um, car accident gunshot wound stroke I mean all of those types of um brain injuries it really really helps with
1: so it's interesting i had a friend several years ago who had a traumatic brain injury um he he told the story of uh several times of how he really had no memory of the incident or after the incident but kind of woke up um in a, a group therapy where they were throwing a beach ball back and forth um and he kind of came to and from that moment on, he could play music, and he never had prior. So I, I don't know if that would be indicative of a certain area of his brain being injured, but he played, and I'm not saying he was a virtuoso on any of these, but he played three or four different instruments, um, and he had never had any interest or been or or ability prior to that. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you can share regarding that, or is, uh, is that...
0: Um that has been reported in the literature a number of times um and the reverse where somebody oh, who yeah. was a musician got part of the brain damage that you wouldn't expect to affect the wow. ability to play music does um a couple i mean for a more popular literature um dr oliver sacks who is since deceased um, he was the basis for Patch Adams. and oh, yes. Um, The Awakening. Yes, with Robin. Brilliant. So Louise. he was a neurologist and a musician, and he actually published a book called Musicophilia. And there's a couple of it was from his neurological practice, and there were a couple people that had been um injured somehow, some way and they developed musical abilities one person had been struck by lightning wow and yeah it's a fascinating book to read it's a a, it's um, a quick book to read um, but he really describes a lot of it because he worked with a lot of patients who had some sort of traumatic brain injury can you repeat the name of that for our listeners the book? The uh, m- musicphilia. Music. M-U-S-C I P H I L A. Got it. And it's Oliver Sachs, sacks S A C K S.
1: Okay. I'm writing it down myself. And uh if if our listeners have not seen The Awakening or Patch Adams, that I mean, those are great films. They're they're really, yes. really well done. Okay, let's talk about cultures, different cultures. Um, are they using it for health and healing? Or what can you tell us about music across
0: our great planet here? Uh, um, music has been used for centuries Wow, in healing rituals, whether it's healing rituals for the individual or for the community. Um, and it can be singing chant drum circles you know people don't think of drum circles as music but that's music um some cultures still use music to induce a trance-like state to summons the spirits huh. that they want to summons certain spirits get certain music um it has been a way to preserve culture and healing practices in cultures that have had to move, whether because of natural disasters or um, being forced to move. So there's really no cultures that I could find that didn't somehow incorporate music as a health and healing ritual. Um, I mean, you can think about um, when you go to a Baptist church, there's a lot of gospel singing to bring that community health and healing. Um, The first health and healing music was chant, and that's where Gregorian chant and... Um, our classical music started right so there are lots of different cultures different um rhythmic dances so you have to have some sort of music to do the rhythm dance the rhythmic dances you know so there's a lot of ways that music has been um used and what's hard about some of it when we discuss ancient um It's because it's like stories that have come down. You know, we have cave paintings, and they actually think some cave paintings where it's just a person holding a bow, but there's no animal, is actually representation of the bow being used for music. You know, you pluck the string. Yeah. Thus you get, you know, all of our string instruments. Right, right. And the lyre and... Um, the lute and all of those so it is in some ways hard to look at because you know it is not written down sure
1: and what's the expression about common language or music is the language there's a something on the tip of music
0: is the universal language
1: I knew it was in there somewhere. <laughs> you pulled it out of me. I pulled it out of you to help me. Ew, yeah. yeah, the universal language, because it really is. It's uh, It crosses all. It, uh, even, um, I mean, I'm, you talk about cultures that speak different languages, and uh, you can walk yeah. into France, and they'll have a karaoke and singing American songs. I mean, even if they don't necessarily understand the words, it's just it, it's the music, it's the feel, it's the association. Yeah. But also, um, I think uh, being open to listen to music from different cultures is, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you are an amateur musician. And I know I do this. I don't know if you do, but I'm really open to listening to what other people, including Gregorian chants, just to see and get a feel for that. And um, it's amazing how it evokes uh, calmness or emotion just through the notes, Mm -hmm. right? With classical, you don't need lyrics,
0: You don't need them. And there's different styles when we think of more Western music, our our traditional classical music, but there's also all the Eastern music. Oh, yes. It uses totally different scales. Mm -hmm. And there are lots of people that watch old um, Bollywood uh, movies. Yeah. And some of the newer ones are using more of the Western scales, But a lot of them are using, still use the Eastern Scales, which evokes different um, expressions in people. And that also goes to um, preference, Uh because if you have not grown up listening to that type of music and that style of music, it might seem very harsh to you. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right.
1: Do you th- is there any evidence or that you're aware of anyway that opening your mind to different types of music can help with uh, cognition or just
0: helps with cognition cuz it is still developing all those um different um with connections with the neuroplasticity. The other thing though it increases empathy. Uh-huh. How you see the world, yeah, um, and how you view others, right? By listening to a wide variety of music, um, music is an expression. As we talked about, anger, culture, um, personal beliefs, anger at a system. Uh, you know that that's how it all and it all evolves. And it's all related. Uh You can trace all the different styles of music back and forth. um, But it really is that universal language that everybody knows. And most people like something of music. Yes, that is true. An interesting
1: project, um, maybe not related to health and healing. It is in a way, though, because I think that... We have music in the background or we watch a movie and they use music to evoke emotion, oh, yeah. but we're really not paying yeah. attention to that uh, so yeah. much, but it really does have an effect. Um, I had a project in college where I had to watch a movie um, blindfolded and I, it was actually I had to go to a, physically go to a theater and watched an entire movie. A friend of mine went with me because I you know, couldn't find my way, but I had to remain blindfolded throughout the whole thing. And afterwards, she said, how was it? And I said, that was an amazing soundtrack. And she said, oh, I didn't even notice the soundtrack. Because my brain was focused on the music. Yes. It was an entirely different yes. experience. And I felt every emotion that was going on in the movie, yep. even mm-hmm. in the scenes with no dialogue,
0: right? So we're yes. not really aware. That is correct. Um, I know for me, one of the... um Soundtracks that really evokes that I could now watch physically watch the movie, but listen to the soundtrack was Steven Spielberg's *Schindler's List*. Oh, it's beautiful. John John Williams and Isaac Perlman use that emotional connection of music. Yeah, that's oh, yeah that to help. But you're right too. Blindfold yourself. Um, um, instead of watching like an indiana jones movie you know when the chase scenes are yes you know when he, the the love scene is you know and it's all subtext right um i mean and this isn't he- with health and healing but marketing um there's research and marketing on how to get people to spend more money in grocery stores right and how to target by your demographics what music you should be playing in your grocery store in your you know convenience store
1: right somebody understands the connection between the brain and music quite well oh, yeah yeah yes well and and the, the fascination with it being healing is just uh it's just faci- is it's amazing to me that um and I'm I'm thrilled that it's being used in practice uh, in a huge way. Mm-hmm. Um so one of the other things that I was thinking about was uh was just that relationship again with the brain and music and how you can be somewhere and hear a song from your past and it t- it literally can
0: transport you, right? to another place. Yes. yes. Um and that's that memory, that's that real deep memory in the brain in those older sections of the brain and music evoking those um, feelings and those emotions and triggering the cortex to to really look at what the situation was back then
1: so it would be smart for us as nurses with intervention or any healthcare professional, really, again, to find out from a family member or the patient themselves what mm-hmm. their favorite pieces of music are yeah. that calm them. Um, I think it would probably also be smart of us to ask our loved ones what's their favorite music because you never know, right, at some point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. someone could ask me uh my brother what's my brother's favorite piece of music and i would i'd be hard pressed because uh his classical is not classical that i would listen to just because it evokes completely yeah. different feelings in me but i think yeah. that would be a smart thing to know
0: it is um i actually have been involved with the um the university I work with at, it has a children's hospital and their pediatric sedation service. Um, when kids come in for, whether it's shots, blood draws, or some other painful procedures, if they enjoy music, they will ask them what their favorite music is. Wow. Um, and have the family bring it in um, to see if that will help decrease either the anxiety or the amount of sedation the patient actually needs right um and we're learning a lot about that whole block of uh, pain perception i'm blanking on the exact term but you know we're people are starting to use virtual reality Uh right with music and you know, it's it's great. Yeah, yeah. Do you find? I mean, uh, if I walked into
1: a <clears throat> community hospital uh, tomorrow, I highly doubt that I would see music being used and uh, in- incorporated into the healing process. Yeah, with uh, with the patient population there. Is it happening in research hospitals or or educational hospitals that you're aware of? Um,
0: In some places, yes. We actually um, did one of our um, DNP students did it in one of our our, um, MICU, Uh. and they were instituting it in our MICU. Um, I'll be honest, I think because of COVID, it's kind of dropped off Uh because of the cleaning and, and... Right, right. But if people right. bring it in, if they bring their own in, right? Um, like if they know they're for scheduled surgery or a scheduled procedure, or, um, they are allowed to use it. Okay, that that's good to know.
1: Uh, I guess it wouldn't hurt to use it during a procedure. I guess, Not- unless it was a sterile situation and they didn't want it in there, but um, yeah, you know, anything biopsy colonoscopy yeah. anything you could bring your music in for oh yeah and it has definitely effect on animals so it makes i mean oh yeah our brains are different but not that different on a lot of levels so we've seen cases where it calms them as well yes yes
0: that is correct
1: wow uh that is I'm, correct. You know, this stuff really excites me again having uh played music it, it uh it excites me as it does you i know and I think it would excite anyone from a caregiver perspective, correct?
0: Oh, yes. Yes, because it's something, when you think of, it's something easy that a caregiver could do right. to help whomever. So whether they are sitting next to their loved one's bedside, you know, bring in some way of, of listening to music softly if they have um, a single patient room or You know, check, make sure that the volume is not too high on earbuds or headphones. When they're home, you know, if they're taking care of a dementia, you know, one of their loved ones has one of the different dementias, playing the music that they love will maybe help calm them and also relax the caregiver because the person isn't so anxious And the caregiver can also take a deep breath. Right. It's a win-win. Yes. Absolutely.
1: And I can think of instances when I worked in ICU where we had patients where either the family were distant um, and hadn't arrived or they didn't have family uh, that we were aware Mm of. And um, would it be, do you think, advantageous to experiment with different kinds of music in that case if you had no one to give you... You know, you can't say what's their favorite
0: music. Could you uh find it would depend upon how- yeah. on how stable. Sure, sure. Okay. You know, you could probably guess by the age. Oh, that's a good I point. I mean, I hate to be put ages no, in here. That's
1: relevant. That's relevant. Absolutely. Um I wouldn't you know, want I wouldn't we're want all- the nineties played while I was trying to calm down. It's just not my era. <laughs> <laughs> Now I've dated myself. Everyone's going, oh, okay. Not that they thought I was 90s anyway, but yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. On age, I was thinking maybe you could experiment with different types of what you perceive to be calming music. Yeah, but, you could
0: do that too. But, yeah. the,
1: but the age, that's a really relevant piece to, I mean, yeah. it's reality. I mean, there
0: are... There are apps that have calming music on them that we know you know a certain beat certain tone certain pitches certain melodies does calm almost everybody
1: right like our spa channel on sirius xm or something like yes. that yeah that would that would yeah. be really interesting this is this is very practical i love this information not just because it's there's so much research related to it Again, it's a win win on every level for everyone involved. Yes. I, I don't see a negative unless there was actually something played that caused but if you notice the heart rate going up and them getting more anxious, yeah. then you just stop it. So I see I see no negatives related to this. Uh obviously there's been a lot of research and it's been around for potentially thirty five thousand years um that that people have been wanting to make and share those sounds. Uh, that it it would be really helpful from a nursing perspective to pay attention mm-hmm. to that, add that as part of your care plan um, to find out what their music is and encourage them to listen to that yeah I mean
0: it's simple it's easy it's free, yes in most cases, and it can if it can decrease the amount of pain or anxiety, think about all the medic pharmacology we could save mm. our patients from needing yeah yeah
1: and it and i think you you've mentioned this earlier it takes about 25 minutes to 30 minutes for it to have a full effect yep. from a pain perspective specifically yes but you don't have to listen all day you don't have to listen no. 24 hours a day uh maybe an hour here take it off rest and you know apply it uh, at mm-hmm. another time so that's really helpful well, I'm fascinated. I think I've said I'm fascinated several times throughout this podcast. It's turned out to be my favorite word through all of this, but I think it's really helpful. It's uh, it's encouraging and it's applicable. It's something that we can all do now and take into consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I know it's easy. Uh, I've certainly fallen into this where I think, you know, I just don't have time. I've got a million things going on. But when you think about it, the benefits and the win-win. And really it's just an inquiry and potentially someone bringing the music in for the patient. Um, So I love how it applies to dementia and Alzheimer's. I'm sure it applies Uh in long-term care facilities, whether they're suffering from um, degenerative disease or not. Uh, So I think this is absolutely fantastic information. Is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap up our Wonderful podcast
0: on this great topic. A, um, <laughs> And I think we have to remember for ourselves, too. Ah, yes. Nice. You know, I mean, we toss around the word, word self-care all the time. We do. But when we think about it, you know, even for ourselves as caregivers, um, you know, listening to music that we like yeah. can be calming to us, taking that time just to even if it's just in the background. Right. Yeah.
1: That's Just great. taking
0: that time for us to listen to what we like. We can get all these benefits too. That's a great thing to add. Even
1: if, even if, and I know it, it's not the, we're not trying to control pain necessarily, or maybe sometimes depending on the individual the circumstances, but even with you, when you have your break, I think sometimes yeah. we have a tendency to go to this while we have a break and Uh, with that sense of urgency to keep up and not miss anything. And I think that can actually raise our anxiety level to a certain degree, Mm -hmm. where if we took the 15 minutes and put our earbuds in and just, you know, closed our eyes and chilled for those 15 minutes. uh, It's amazing how refreshed you can feel after that. So I'm really glad you brought that up. That's great. Applicable for ourselves as well. So uh, again, this is a fabulous topic. (laughs) Oh, thank it's you. Fascinating topic apparently Maybe. according to me. Yeah. <laughs> and we're really <laughs> thrilled that you shared your expertise with us today. This was uh, extremely uh informative. Yeah. Thank and you. And eye-opening. So, uh, I know our listeners probably great, gained a great deal from this today too. So I thank you genuinely uh Dr. Carno for spending this time with us. We really really appreciate it. Thank you anytime. And we thank you for listening today. We encourage you to check out EliteLearning.com for other courses that we have available as you uh, work through your career and advance your career. And um, hopefully you'll find a way, uh, there's a lot more that you can uh, learn on EliteLearning.com. Thank you again. This is Leanna McGuire for Elite Learning by Calibri Healthcare.